Tuesday night, 6.04 p.m. It's time for Radio in Motion. Thanks for joining me. we got a great show tonight. Since the weather's getting better, I've been inspired to, to feel like going for a drive. So tonight is, is very 90s drive-themed. Uh, just that sort of taking a road trip in the 90s. And uh, again, maybe some of the songs aren't from the 90s, but they're all 90s-themed or 90s-inspired. It has that, that sound of of just relaxing and hitting the road. Um, speaking of driving and hitting the road, though, I am lucky to be here. If you are driving into Sunbury, let me tell you, as a bit of a traffic update, uh, there's an accident after Gap Road, and it is wreaking havoc on the colder. So if you are driving, listening to this, and on your way to Sunbury, I suggest taking the airport way around. But, uh, yeah, it's pretty bad out there. I left work hours ago. But thankfully, I did make it because, look, I've had my car hover converted. So, of course, I just popped it into hover mode and uh, flew on over to the radio station. Um, I only wish that were true. Um, the reason I mentioned that is because I was thinking back, remember Back to the Future and Back to the Future 2 had the uh, DeLorean hover converted? Well, when they went to the future, that was 30 years in the future, but we've now passed that. That was 2015. So, again, especially with movies, always a bit uh, a bit warped on what we think the future is because, yeah, we're definitely not exactly uh, um, flying around quite yet in the sky. And I've actually said this before. Frankly, I don't think uh, we're actually suitable for that. Um, yeah, there's enough craziness on the ground. Imagine if we were all in the air, what that nightmare would look like. Anyway, we've got a great show lined up tonight, and uh, later on, we'll be chatting with one of our um, fantastic guests, uh, uh, Adam, and uh, the world-famous Adam, and uh, we'll have a good chat with him just about uh, a lot of uh, topical subjects and uh, anything he wants to chat about, because frankly, he cracks me up. All right, we're going to kick off tonight with Dave Matthews' band on our 90s drive. You're listening to Radio Emotion on Sunbury Radio 99.3 FM. Incubus with Drive, before that John Mayer in Y, Georgia, and before that Dishwaller with Counting Blue Cars, all part of our 90s Drive session tonight on Radio in Motion, trying to get that vibe of going for a, a nice long drive when the, when the weather's beautiful. All right, it is 6.30, and I've got a fantastic special guest tonight. I've got the FBI's least wanted man, Adam Campbell, on the line. Adam, are you there? I am. Hey, how are you? Good, how are you? I still have to make you some sort of intro that uh, that's encompassed around the FBI's <laughs> least wanted man. Uh, I've just, been long enough now I can have a theme tune. Yeah, well, I just I don't know what that would sound like. I guess maybe something like Unsolved Mysteries or like, <laughs> you know, but they're not looking for you. So what? W- <laughs> they're not looking for me, no. They, you know, I could just, um, I could really just like, actually, I'll, I'll tell you what now, <laughs> this is an exclusive. I've even knocked on the door at FBI. I went, you know, I'm Guys, I'm I'm hearing everything. Right. You know, just just let you know, I'm I'm right here. Right. They're like, yeah, yeah, we we we're aware of that. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's you know, uh, just w- so you know, like, I'm not on the I'm not on the the, the top ten or anything, or top one hundred, uh, top one thousand. But you know, I'm still still yeah, around and yeah. So yeah, I mean, at all. 
you walked right up and you pretty much like um uh, the movie Seven. You walked right in, and you put your hands out, and you said, "Detectives, I'm here." And and uh, they didn't come get you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and they were just like eating, eating like a ham ham sandwich <laughs> and just drinking some coffee. And like, yeah, we we saw we saw you, you did this last week as well. Oh. Yeah, it was just you know. Just I, trying to get you know attention but, you know. oh well that look you're on a list at least you're on a list it's the least wanted list but it's a list it's it's all right your it's name is somewhere it's still a list that's the way i look at it it's still a list oh my goodness it may not be in the top 10 or anything but it's i'm still on some list somewhere so I, I was reading the news here since obviously i'm i'm not only the dj i have to produce my own show so i'm always looking at the news here and uh this one popped up that said um uh, Darling Downs, a snake catcher, Gunter Glasser is in hospital after a snake bite from a from a brown snake, and it's just I suppose the way the way the phrase is, uh, it was just too fast for me. He told Nine News, <laughs> "You're always watching what they can do, but uh, it was just too fast." And uh, it just worries me a bit because they're out there, um, the brown snakes. And I was yeah, wondering, they definitely are. Have you ever had an encounter with uh, with a snake in Australia or or anywhere? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I do. I actually do have a good story about this one. So, yeah. <laughs> so, um, uh, so I've lived in Australia for eighteen years, and uh, of course, like internationally, Australia is known as like this sort of land of the lost. Of course, that we've got these giant, ferocious, man-eating spiders and these terrible, you know, festering snakes everywhere. That's but, it. Um, I've only ever seen two. So one was just, it just, it just, um, just scurried out right in front of us as we were driving like, in, the, in the regional area of New South Wales. But there was one time where I've actually come face to face with one. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, I was in, I used to live in Wollongong um, before I moved to Melbourne. And uh, Wollongong has got this great escarpment, and in this escarpment you can actually go for bush walks and that sort of thing. So I find one day I decided to go and do that, and um, I was walking through this, the bush in the escarpment, and um, I looked down, and I saw like this black tube, like it looked like a hose. It was on the ground, and I looked down, and then like this red like tongue like flashed out of its mouth, and it scurried into the into the bush. I don't know what snake it was, but I didn't hang around. I, I ran. I actually did run. <laughs> <laughs> so, not exactly the, you know, Bear Grylls, Man of the Wild over here. We've got uh, the exact opposite to that. Oh, <laughs> uh, look, I, would, I wouldn't suggest anyone tangles with, with any sort of snake. Just uh, give it give it a wide berth. Um, you know, I mean, I, I grew up with rattlesnakes. I suppose that's a bit different. They uh, they tend to have a, a a pretty good reach, you know. They jump out. Um, wow, really? Yeah, that that is the thing. Like I say, I would never try to compare, you know, Australia's nasty flora and fauna with Arizona. But yeah, there's some nasty stuff in Arizona. And yeah, the thing with rattlesnakes is, you know, snakes are on the ground, but a rattlesnake has a good, uh, probably your arm length reach to to get you in a spot you might not want to be gotten. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So that, that's wow! Kind of did you um, did you ever know anyone then that got bitten, bitten Look, by a rattlesnake? No, not really. But I'll, I'll say my friends and I we've all had encounters because uh, 
as you do, especially in the desert as, as a teenager. Like I say, we were kind of like vampires because it was, it was all about really just staying inside and looking out your window and waiting for the sun to go down. I swear to God, because <laughs> Arizona is very outback hot. It's, you know, very hot. 45 plus easy in the summer. So it was yeah. mostly about waiting till dusk and then all the teenagers would emerge and all the bikes come out. And it's like that all, all year round? No, no, but, but long enough. All summer, but probably a few months on each end too. As in, the weather is nice, but June, July, August can can be a scorcher. So look, everyone's got air conditioning, but still, you you tend to the the real fun stuff is is at night. So yes, you you, you go out in the desert like an idiot, and and we walk around. So all the I suppose the trick was is not to um, not to scurry when you walk. Pick up your feet. You know what I mean. Walk with purpose. <laughs> Step up and down. Don't scoop. You know what I mean? Because you'll scoop up a snake. <laughs> so, yeah, I, yeah. I've almost stepped on them is what I was alluding to. I've definitely almost stepped on them. As in, I'd put my foot down, they would rattle, and that's their warning, and I would just slowly back away and say, and, 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 a, good yeah. day, and a good day to you, sir, and your family, and walk away. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, hey, that's why, that's why they have the rattle. They do give you a warning. Uh, you get a good, good couple seconds to decide where, how you want to <laughs> proceed. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that is f- funny with, with, uh, snakes and, uh, like I say, this guy wow. saying it was too fast, but, um, what else is going on? I was curious to talk to you about, uh, the whole, um, Twitter thing and how you think about that. Um, and it's funny that it's, it's funny that Twitter is even such a big deal and all, like you know politicians and billionaires in the world are all all worried about it it's just so odd that we've pinned our hopes on on an app that's basically just a chat app but i suppose you know from my point of view the the importance of twitter is that it should be run as a as it was meant to at the start which is really an open forum in a town square as in everyone has gets to have their say you may not like it but that's life it is like someone standing in the town square and he stands up on a soapbox and he says to the crowd whatever he wants and the people who are interested stay the people who don't want to hear it they can go or they can stay but then the next guy gets to step up and say what he wants you know what i mean i suppose that's the one thing i'm hoping elon musk sticks to his guns and and says that it is an open forum in that it's not it's not for one side to watch dog you know what i mean um, yeah, yeah, like, yeah it, definitely. Like when they say misinformation, I suppose that's a that's a a fine line because who's misinformation and who's who's the one policing that? You know what I mean? And and what's their views and political views? Like I say, I, I'm not a political person, but it's hard these days because it the political parts come and chase you down. I I try to avoid them, but they've been chasing me down and tackling me. You know what I mean? They come into your life, so you, you can't help but be part of it so yeah that's well that's actually very true because as you know like, we've spoken about this before like yeah. i try very very hard to avoid any like social media but i have to say you know i have um i use reddit i use that quite a lot just to read the news yeah i find out what's happening in the world and uh, i've actually just started using instagram believe it or not okay um i haven't had the courage yet to post anything mainly <laughs> because i think no one would 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 care less what, what you just, you just lurk, going on. You're just lurking. 
You're just watching. I just lurk, yeah. <laughs> Lurking works for me. <laughs> you're, um, you're a classic lurker. Being, being <laughs> FBI's least wanted person as well. You know, oh, like that fits. I've got it down. I've got it down to a T now. Just lurking. Oh, so that's your profile. That's your FBI profile. He's a lurker. He's not really. Yeah, lurker. Yeah. He's very a... friendly lurker. It doesn't really do anything. Um, right. A bit of attention, right. but yeah, that's that's it. Right. Yeah. So you're but, just um, watching. Yeah. With Twitter, I think like. Um, like, why did he buy it? I mean, why did he need it for? I mean, forty-four uh, billion dollars to buy this thing. <laughs> yes, like Overplay. really, he could he had has enough money. He could have no. just built his own Twitter from scratch. True. But why um, did he buy buy it for? I think because he recognizes that even though it seems silly that that this platform is has influence it's not worth that he overpaid by billions it is not worth that but what the thing that is worth the value is again i'm not i'm not trying to pick one side or the other i know the minute i start talking about this people go oh you're a right winger or a left winger no it's about i just believe in in freedom of speech at its purest heart and twitter i think had a certain type of of the people who are running it, they had a certain view, and they kept it that way. Again, that's not me being, you know, conspiracy theory. That's a fact. He even found a closet full, and all the t-shirts say, um, um, stay woke. I'm just saying, it's not good to, to have something that should be an open forum to have just one view. Whether it is left or right, whatever. You know what I mean? So I think his thing was, he saw its importance to, to bring it back to what it was meant to be, which again was yeah, an open yeah, forum for all. That's all he has in mind. I think he's just interested in being a little bit more involved in in the world, having so much money. Again, I could be wrong, but I think he's. I don't know. He's just looking to get himself in the game. I don't know what game that is, but he's in it now. I will say one thing. I sort of disagree with. Yeah, uh, and I don't mind him firing people. By the way, I think a lot of people get triggered. Like, oh, he's he's fired thousands of people. I'll be honest, a lot of these people were real entitled. I'm sorry. A lot of them would go to work. They had free breakfast, free lunch. We're talking millions of dollars worth, okay? You know, $10 million a year on free breakfast and lunch. Dude, buy, wow. your, buy your own lunch. You know what I mean? The, the yeah. company itself was just wasting money. And then people are like, oh, how are they going to do it with all those, all those you know, they, they need all those coders there. Not everybody is in a room. There's not, you, you and I know, we sort of work in the business. There's not a hundred guys in a room all on the computer at once like, oh, we got a tweet. And someone prints it out. We got one. And he passes it out to a hundred people and retweets it. <laughs> None of that is happening. It's, yeah. it's an automated piece of software. Yes, it needs to be watched over, regulated servers, and, you know, yes. But honestly, in this day and age, you don't need an office building of 10,000 people to run an app. You and I know. It only now takes, we, now right? we know. You know, yeah. you don't need that. You, know, yeah. you can work anywhere in the world now on, on this sort of thing. Yeah, so again, um, I think he was cutting the fat. Nothing wrong with that. The one thing I think he needs to tone down, I think as the owner... Yes, you should use your product and promote it, but he really is on there a lot. He's like his own troll. I mean, he's like direct messaging just random people who's, you know, hey, Elon, what's up? He's all, hey, you know what I mean? He's really, <laughs> don't you think he should hold back a bit so he can have a more unbiased view rather than respond to every tweet? I don't know. Maybe you think differently. He's, you know what I mean? He's on it constantly. <laughs> Didn't he say? Uh, I watched him in the TED talk. He said he was going to 
that make it open source? Is that am I saying that is that right? I don't know. Oh, that's... I don't know program stuff, programming and all that. But that's I think that's what he was planning on doing. Wow, that's a whole different move right there. That's a different kind of monster. Yeah, um, but probably as he was saying though, like the, the Twitter probably had like thousands of people that work there. But maybe you only needed to write it with like a thousand, yeah. or like let, yeah. you know, like maybe like five hundred people. Um, yeah, so, so it's like um, like Wikipedia, for example. I mean, like although that's all like volunteers, it's only like six full time people, I, I think, that work there. Yeah, so uh, like I say, I I uh, I don't mind him cleaning house. It's his company; he can do what he wants. And then again, a lot of the. <laughs> I don't know if it's a, a, a Gen Z sort of mentality, but there was this whole thing where I think there were some miners or there were some hard labor sort of people who were, who were put out of work a couple of years ago. And, and there were a lot of uh, tweets saying, oh, well, learn to code. That's fine. We all need to broaden our horizons, especially if, you know, you lose a job. You have to think outside the box and, and learn new skills. But for all of them, I would have to say, well, learn, learn to pick up a... a a um a shovel or a you know learn, learn to pick up a drill. No, I'm saying learn yeah. learn a skill. Learn a learn a yeah exactly yeah. learn a skill. If you're gonna say that to miners who've been working their their ass off for years and then they all got laid off and someone says oh well learn to code. All right, well you can also learn to maybe look like those the um the ones who hold the signs in the streets for the for the workers. Hey, they make hella good money. So you know. I'm just saying I don't I don't like yeah, it when a lot of people are pretentious yeah. and they downplay certain jobs. There's jobs out there like you know the dirtiest jobs in the world. There's jobs that men and women are doing right now that require them to go and and dig a hole 100 feet under the ground or or sit up on an electrical wire and fix it during a rainstorm. There are a lot of jobs that have merit that keep the world running and they don't necessarily have to do with someone at home on the computer. Again, I'm not knocking either, but I don't like it when people do the Yeah. Well, it's always an, you can never have enough plumbers or builders. <laughs> That's or it. How do they think the world electricians? Runs? Yeah, you know, those jobs will be around forever. You'll always need them. That's it. A, a carpenter. How do they think things get built? Like they don't just spring out of the digital world. Oh, I've designed a, a home, and now my by my mind powers, I will make it true. Some dude still has to go out there with a hammer, <laughs> whether it's yeah. an old-fashioned hammer or a hammer gun or a hammer machine gun. You know, someone has to pull the trigger. In a James Bond sort of way, <laughs> someone's still going to pull the trigger. <laughs> um, but yeah, look, I I do hope it it is something that he sticks to his guns and he just wants to open it up because again, the thing I'm not a fan of is is those who say they are the gatekeepers of misinformation. That worries me because who are you? <laughs> yeah, now you've become the gatekeeper. Who's who's watching you? Who's watching the watchers? You know what I mean? I don't like that. That's right. Exactly. That's right. Um, well, that's what's happening, isn't it? You know, it's um, really these tech companies are like uh, like uh, like dictatorships or like a utopia in their own way. You've got the one person controlling everyone underneath. You know, we're all sort of being fed into this machine that's that, they, that they all control. But, um, that's it. Like I said, I miss the days where no matter what side you were on, I thought the, the the greatest power we have as humans is to is to have that discussion together, um, peacefully and amicably. Uh, either you walk away and you've learned something. I think even if you agree to disagree, you've learned something. You know, 
Um, I think mm-hmm. there's this one yeah. show I watched louder with, with Crowder. He does these things. He's always going to campuses and, and he, all he says is change my mind. You know what I mean? He doesn't, he doesn't try to push his view or narrative. He just says, this is what I think and change my mind. And people sit down and a lot of times they have fantastic discussions and these people are on the opposite sides, you know? They may be on the, the far left and the far right, but the ones who I think who are intelligent, emotionally intelligent, by the way, too, they come away saying, well, I still don't agree with you, but, you know, I've learned some things. And I'll look those up after we talk, and I'll, 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 I'm curious now. You know what I mean? That's better, I think, because then you're, at least you're growing as a person, having those kinds of discussions. The, um, yeah. This whole cancel culture stuff, it's... Um, I don't really know if it's helping so much. No, because they're um, they're judging again. Who are they to judge? Yeah, uh, you know what I mean. I'm I'm happy to listen. Like it's uh, again, whatever it is, whatever. If it's a, oh, is that you or me? <laughs> Someone calling you? Excellent. You All there? right. So yeah, what in the hell were we talking about? Oh yeah, Twitter and. Uh, you know who? Uh, yeah, I think we were. Who's, yeah. the, who's the gatekeeper? You know, when you when you say um, I'm the keeper of of what's right and what's wrong. You know, uh, who watches the watchers? And uh, yeah, that uh, that makes it difficult for it to be a, a, an open forum. Look, you know, the other thing I say is I tell people all the time just just get off there first of all for a while. You know, get off of social Absolutely. media. You will immediately feel better about yourself. Do you do you feel? Definitely. Like it weighs you down. I know you said you just got on Instagram, but you're just lurking right now. But do you do you feel do you, or do you see that? And again, we were talking about cancel culture. I think, you know, it used to be people would have a conversation. And I'll, I'll be honest. Another thing about Twitter or or anything that's posted in the in the in the digital avatar world, the avatar of yourself, the projected image of yourself. Um, you know, half the things, if not all the things, people say. I guarantee you, they wouldn't say them in person. You know what I mean? Because it's a whole different thing to say it to someone's face. Let's say you didn't like Joe Rogan and you told him off in front of his face. He's a he's a muscly guy. You know what I mean? It's easy. Yeah, that's right. Anonymous. And now, and now you just write like a mean uh, tweet about him, and then I'd say he gets cancelled. The other thing I found as well, like social media, is I don't know how people spend all their time on it because after a few minutes of it, I'm I'm really bored. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh yeah, I've seen her if you wanted to see. I've read her if you wanted to read. I was going with my day now. I just don't know how people can pour their entire day into it, days and weeks and whatever else into it. But they do. I think you're doing it the right way, and and I try to do that just to say, okay, I'm I'm up to speed on the world, but I'm overwhelmed now. I do just drive-bys. I watch some clips on YouTube. Oh yeah, I'm in the know. Now I don't care. I'm off. But people spend all day on it. And I'll be honest, like anything else, it's feeding their addiction. And for anyone who scoffs at that, it's 100% the same as an addiction. It's an echo chamber. The more things you look for, even negative things, um, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, it'll just keep giving them to you. You know what I mean? It's just an echo chamber for your good or bad mood. And it, it accentuates your bad mood, I'll be honest. And that's not good. That's that's not normal. No, definitely not. So yeah, it isn't. No, it's it, you know like you still need to see human beings. You still need to go. You still need to be um, connected with the world around you. Um, that's probably one of the things that the internet has done, isn't it? Which is it connected, but also disconnected. 
that's you know what you've said it perfectly and i've always said about like uh, uh steve jobs you know sure a visionary man but you know this was actually a flawed man who was terrible with people he was terrible with other humans so i think you know what this vision is kind of his vision this this connected world i'm not saying he invented the internet but he was pivotal in sort of pushing products that were about connecting us in the digital space i i can see that he first sort of saw this in his mind in the future but this came from someone who was not good with other people frankly and you know what i mean it's a world he wanted to live in but <laughs> it's not yeah it's not healthy like you say it's disconnected it is a disconnect yeah that's it you know and it's um how are you working it will get, it will get worse as well definitely how are you from working from home? Because, again, I'm curious about that side effect from COVID. Oh, Good well, for me, I, I, I can't work from home. Oh, okay. I, I can't do it. Yeah. Um, I have to go into the office and work. I have to go to work. Um, instead of work being where I live, I, I find it very difficult. So, yeah, oftentimes uh, I'm in the office, but I'm in the office on my own. <laughs> oh, goodness. So, uh, yeah, so I... But, I think I prefer that. I think I prefer to, like, get up in the morning, get changed, get ready for work, I catch agree. the tram, go to the office, sit down, you know, get myself ready for the day and have a tea or whatever, and then start the work and then, you know, work throughout the day. I think that works better for me than, than um, that, getting up, it. like, five minutes before I'm meant to start and then turning the laptop on. It's not, it, it just doesn't, for me, it doesn't work. Uh, no, no. It's again. I think it's a natural human nature thing for us to go and be with others, and then when you, when you do accomplish something, it's just not quite the same on Zoom. You know, it'd be like a Zoom birthday party. Yay! Everyone's so excited. No, nobody's excited. It's lame. So it's the same with. I mean, a lot of Zoom meetings they just drive me nuts. Especially since I'll be honest, where I work, I've had to be at work, and. You know, yeah, I'll be honest, I'm getting the shits with a lot of people who I always see, you know, they got their background and the the dog walks up or the cat jumps on and like, oh, you silly boy. And I'm like, you know, you're annoying me <laughs> because <laughs> I'm at work and you're just chilling at home. But having said that, like you say, I'm happy to have gone out. And yeah, the commute sucks sometimes, but to have that interaction with other people and then go to your home. The other thing, I'll be honest, I feel like it's invading your sacred space. So yes, some people have home offices. But it's like it's kind of like don't don't poop where you eat kind of thing. You know what I mean? You've brought that stress. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. That, you brought that um, energy into your home. Isn't that weird? If people have studies, you know, and they've made it sort of like the study slash home, uh, maybe I could see the appeal to that. But I still think that for myself, I I need to I, I need to be able to go and go to work. Um. Well, maybe there'll be a split. There'll be uh It'll be the um. Uh, the Morlocks and the Eloy from Time Machine. You know what I mean. So the, well, you know, I'm, I'm serious. So the 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 Morlocks live underground, right? And they are the they, they are the ones who work the machines. Yeah, yeah. They're the ones that keep it all going. They're the ones that pull the levers and make the gears and keep the Eloy, who are really just livestock. <laughs> they keep them in a, a happy social society where there's no stress and they're just running through the fields and oh life is wonderful and they're swimming in their their little flowing gowns but every once in a while let me tell you what folks the morlock comes up gonna grab one of y'all i'm just saying <laughs> that might be where, you think i'm on the right track is that where society's gonna go yeah i We're think that's what will happen that's, that's definitely where society's going well there's gonna be the, um, the workers. Time in like, did you ever see the film The Time Machine? Well, 
the yeah. time machine with Van Guy Pierce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I saw when both. The, when they, the human beings are split in two. Oh, yes. There's ones, that, yes. There's ones that live in the cave and there's ones that like live in like a spaceship or wherever it is. Yeah. I'm sure that's how um, sure that's how it'll, it'll end up eventually. Well, that's the thing. It'll be the ones who work from home and the ones who had to go in the city. <laughs> well, or, or like we were saying, there's the tech jobs and there's the jobs that... Look, as much as there's automation and machines and, you know, the Ford Motor Company, you know, decades ago came up with the, you know, with the assembly line. Actually, I think it was, truth be told, I think it was um, Colt Guns. I think they were the first idea of assembly line rather than one person assembling an entire gun. They had a oh, really? They had a different person make each piece and then they were assembled on a kind of assembly line. So that's an interesting tidbit from the past. And then, of course, the whole Ford Motor Company. So, yeah, I get it. Automation won't stop. But uh, at some point, you're always going to need a human, a human hand. I don't, I don't foresee that changing. And, oh, I, I hope it doesn't, because what a sad world. But, yeah, uh, I don't think that the tester bots are um, completely um, <laughs> you know, taking us out of a job just yet. But it will be a generation that will never work. Really? They'll never have a, they're, they're, I'm sure that will happen one day. How do you mean? Just, what do you mean? It'll just be like a generation of people that won't... Because it'll be automated, it'll all be robots, it'll oh, all be yeah. something. They're yeah. like, you know, what will your career be? You know, like you'll just have like a job, you'll just be born, you go to school, and then you get into like your 20s, you go to college, and then what, what do you do? Like you wouldn't have any, no work, but no career. That's I'm sure that will happen eventually. I don't know when that will happen, though. Well, okay, this is all the dystopia, and this, this transitions into, I wanted to talk about a couple movies, so this is probably a good transition. Yes, it's that dystopian future, and especially where there's more AI and artificial intelligence and everything that a man used to do, a man or a woman, something they would craft with their hands or, or use their brain. It all becomes automated. Have you, have you, do you know that's sort of the premise behind uh, Dune and why technology... So again, Dune is all future sci-fi and space travel, right? Interstellar space yeah. travel. But the, there's yeah, that's a, right. There's an underlying thing in the books on Dune in that um, as much as the humans have evolved into this amazing technology, they reject, they reject um, artificial intelligence and robots doing all the work for them. Did you know that that's part of, a pivotal part of Dune? I think that's interesting. So they're, they're happy to move forward with all advancement and you know space travel, but they still they will hold back on certain things to not take away from the human experience they won't allow robots to do everything isn't that interesting that is interesting yeah, yeah. so what what would what would you say would be like a something that only a person could do ah uh, look i i i it's funny again i'm i'm not one to say oh i don't believe in 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 rules and then on the other hand come up with rules but i think that i i think with technology there needs to be thought around how how far you go yes I, i'm not sure what but i i think there should be a limit to say what should we stop and not uh, not automate i don't know if that's possible though you know because humans just invent for invent invention sake <laughs> um exactly we're uh, always going to be keep inventing the next thing you know to uh, never technology never ends and i suppose medical okay i'll put that out there medical so yeah yeah maybe of course there's going to be advancements there's right now there are surgeons who are actually using like a little robot arm and with uh, uh, the robot assisting 
I'll be honest, if someone's going to tear into me, I, I don't know. I guess I still trust a brilliant human to tinker with my heart than a computer, but everyone's different. I don't know. What do you think about that? Yeah, maybe world? one day, though, we'll, it'll be like, um, you know, there'll be like this like robot that will just like, and then like, you're all done. And they do it in five minutes, like a, cert, like a heart surgery would have taken like hours to have done and they just do it like five minutes oh god have you seen prometheus yeah I've yeah seen that. yeah you're you're describing the friggin uh um uh, abortion machine <laughs> oh okay yeah i forgot about where, that. where where she goes um you know uh medical surgery extraction and uh, it just automates it <laughs> and basically it was a <laughs> automated uh computer and that's the end of that abortion it was a disturbing scene but um, look, I did want to want to talk about one movie before. I don't want to uh, keep you all night, but I could definitely talk to you all night. Um, I was curious if what you think about uh, um, we always talk about reboots and stuff, and how some can work out and some might not. So, for example, uh, Top Gun. Um, I think that one, even though he waited a very long time, what can I say? Uh, I think it was the whatever the right time, the right script, waited for the right. You know, things to align, and it did well. You know, it was a a success, audience success and monetary success, right? The new Top Gun. You'd agree, considering from... Oh, I thought Top Gun 2 was one. Like, yeah. That and everything everywhere all at once are the two best films of the year. Um, yeah, excellent film. But now, um, here's, very, here's another one, though. I wanted to say quickly, with uh, uh, Top Gun, it was successful, but uh, Avatar... I think oh, maybe yeah. <laughs> it's just one of those where lightning's not going to strike. It's kind of like at the time when it came out. Yeah, James Cameron. Of course, I, I I trust the man. He has made some of my favorites. And frankly, James Cameron is good at, at sequels. Terminator Two and Aliens. Frankly, I feel being better than the first. So he has it in him to do that. He does. But he Avatar does. of all movies. I'll be honest. It was yes at the time. It was the the biggest money making movie, but I think it was at a time where a lot of movies are like meh. <laughs> but did we? And also, it was just so. It was everything about it was just brand new. It was just a brand new experience. Like no one had really watched 3D before for like a really really long time. Yes. And the 3D technology had improved so much that that was a new experience. And um, the technology to create all the avatars as well. Um. You know, yes. all that CGI, all the motion, you know, all that sort of thing. It was just so far ahead of everything. I actually read, um, I think it was last week or the week before, um, Avatar 2 has to make over $2 billion <laughs> yep. that, to make a profit. That's what I read. That's Isn't what, that incredible? Yeah. Yes. That is absolutely incredible. Yeah, yeah. I don't think, I, I think that's going to happen. I'm, I'm sorry. I just don't think... The world, the, the, the bar has been raised too high, and the CGI has hit a wall. Do you agree? You know what I mean? We've hit a wall. It's, it's as good as well, it's going to get, yeah. and it's not going to get any more realistic. I, I'll be honest, as awesome as Marvel movies are and stuff, even a five-year-old can look at things sometimes and know in their, in their soul, in their mind, it doesn't look quite right. And they go, oh, that's fake. So we've hit a CGI wall. So that's not spectacular. 3D is like, ah, I don't care. So what's it have going for it? Uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, lot, lot. And he's, yeah. That's saying he's got like another like two more to come out. So. <laughs> that's right. Oh God. You know, it's like oh. I don't know. But um, I, 
When I, I used, when I was working at Deluxe, like we we were printing and processing all the Avatar stuff, so I saw the films before everyone else. Oh yeah, but I just thought it was it was a good story, but yeah. not amazing. But the special effects were incredible. But the story itself, I thought, was quite ordinary. I didn't think it was a mind blowing no story. But that's what you know. Like he's and he's always pretty good with his stories and. And all that sort of thing, but yeah. um, it's, it's going to be very interesting to see. I, he has to be able to beat um, Endgame to oh, uh, make any That's sort true. of money to be like the number one film again. Yeah, yeah, and maybe you, maybe he'll do it. I mean, it'll I be incredible know. if he does. I mean, it has to be absolutely. I just don't know. I, I think maybe he, maybe the sequel won't do as well, but maybe like the third one will, and then <laughs> I, I don't know. know. It's like, sort of like the Matrix films, isn't it? Like. Now, they went off in May, oh, like, the God. first one was a big success, and then making, like, the second and the third one, they just... The second one was not too bad, but the third one just no, was terrible. Yeah. And then the fourth one has been absolutely, oh, easily the worst film I've seen this year. Oh, I know, I know. And like you say, is is the story good enough? Because I think people are tired of all the Marvel crap. I'll be honest, I had a good 10-year run, I was excited, but now I'm back into just, I want a good story, good characters, good directing, and... Uh, and Avatar, yeah, it was never really. It was kind of a weak story. It was like, it was like Saving Private Dances, Saving Private Dances with Wolves. It was like, you know, the, <laughs> those stories have all been done. It was kind of a Dances with Wolves story. You know, yeah. he goes native. He he understands, becomes part of the people. But it was kind of all the the Saving Private Ryan machine. I just yeah, the story. I just don't care. And I think it's um, ah, oh, James. <laughs> out of all the movies, I don't know, man. But uh, yeah. I don't know either, but um, I'm not even that interested in seeing it, to be honest. <laughs> well, that's not a good start. No, so I don't know. Yeah, Jane, Jim Cameron hasn't got me yet. No, he hasn't got me sold. I'll have to, I'll have to wait. Yeah, wait and see what. Uh, what everyone else thinks. I don't know. Maybe if you see it in like 4DX, Danny's always trying to sell me that where you like, you like feel it and smell it. And there's like water spray in the theater and, and you like smell the jungle. And I don't know. I don't know. Have you ever done that? Oh, like the 4D yeah. experience. Yeah. Yeah. He said, um, he said he saw Top I haven't Gun. done it. Uh, yeah. uh, actually, have I done it? I don't, I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> um, I think I have done that actually. Yeah. Well, what 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 would the smells be? Like he said, he saw Top Gun. So would it, what would it be? Jet jet fuel or top jet fuel? Top yeah. Or um, cologne? Uh, cologne? Yeah. Or like a, <laughs> like a hair gel? Or like a, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Those those fighter pilots. Oh boy, it's a whole that, room full of hair gel. All, all that smell that only uh, mel- uh, that only Tom Cruise can smell of. It's that rich. <laughs> it's that rich person smell that he has. I don't, I don't know what that is. It's from it's from a plant that only he knows. Oh yeah, it's it's something Scientology's been giving him, and he has a smell. And you go, what is that? I've never smelled that. It's unearthly. Well, that's because it in fact comes from Saturn, and only yeah. Tom Cruise has it. Uh, rich people, what can you do? All right. Well, um, on on a good note, is there anything coming up movie wise that you're excited about? Um, actually, um. Uh, Glass Onion, I saw that on the weekend. That was very good. Yeah. Just as good as the first. So Glass Onion's the sequel to Knives Out. Okay. Um, and that's just as good as the first one, so it... Oh, I, I know. I know you're picky about accents, though. Are you okay with his his sort of cheesy southern accent? Are you okay with that? Well, that's fine because I don't know any better. <laughs> okay. But if it's if it's an English, if it's an English accent, yeah. I'm very. 
very right. meticulous about okay, it. Okay, all right, all right. You just pick apart English But the Benoit Blanc accent, I mean, it, you know, it sounds, sounds correct to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> look, it's hard for me to disassociate Daniel Craig with James Bond, but I'll, I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, um, I saw... Um, so, Glass Onion was very good. Um, the Menu was very good. Um, there was actually an, a documentary on Apple TV Plus that I watched called um, Lou Armstrong's Black and Blues. That was also very, very good as well. Very oh, interesting. Yeah. I like that. Anything to take away from, from the Dahmer uh, um, doc- yeah. docu-movie? I'm happy to watch. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. Um, That's uh, right. Yeah, um... Well, all I can do is suggest for you, if you haven't gotten into it already, I um, I would love you to get into Yellowstone, because then you get to watch a prequel TV show called 1883, and then you get to watch another prequel with Harrison Ford. So you can't beat that. If you watch Yellowstone, you get two other shows <laughs> on the side. If you get into uh, yeah, it. I, I do need to start watching that, actually, because um, they've got a new one that as well, haven't they, with um, Helen... Yeah, Harrison, and Harrison Ford. Ellen Mirren, you know, and Harrison. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, that's... Yeah, I'll, I'll have to get on to that as well. That's it. There's a lot. There's a few. There's, um, there's a few to watch, so... On Wednesday, I'm curious about that, I must say. At first, oh, I, I watched that. Yeah. I did watch that. Yeah, I finished watching that. I love Adam's um, Family. Will I like it, or will I be annoyed? <laughs> uh... <laughs> I think... Hmm. Uh, did they wreck it? I don't want to know now. No, I really, You've I really enjoyed long. it a lot. Really, really okay. enjoyed it, and I, I actually thought it was okay. Maybe it's just, maybe it's just creeped in. Yeah, maybe it's like number ten or number eleven uh, top TV shows of the year. Maybe it's in. Okay, it's sort of, it's sort of teetering. It's, sort of, it's almost in, almost not, not quite, but the. The writing's excellent. The character's great, of course. All right, that's um, good. And, uh, you know, superb casting. I mean, Jenna Ortega is fantastic as well, that's Wednesday good. Adams, and she is just so brilliantly deadpan yeah, yeah. In, in, in the whole thing. Um, and, uh, yeah, she's yeah, fantastic. And uh, All right, Catherine well, that's, Peter-Jones that's is Morticia. Yeah. And, uh, and um, yeah. I'm sorry, I've, I've spaced her name, but she's in the show as well, who used to play Wednesday, so she's got big shoes to fill. But she's in the show. Uh, Christina Ritchie, yeah, she's yeah, in it as well. That's good. That's that's nice to have someone on board kind of in a respectful way, because, again, I think she, when she was a kid, man, she gave a great deadpan performance, too. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she really is like the Wednesday Adams, isn't she? But I think, yeah. um, I think for a younger audience... Like General Ortega will take over that um, that role, I think. But um, all right, well, that's yeah, good. I mean, it, it was so great watching. It, I have to say, because it was like the nostalgia. I used to just—I absolutely loved the Adams Family. Yeah, I yeah. loved all the films. I loved all the the cartoons. I, you know, I grew up watching the cartoons. I mean, like so much of like my sense of humor, I think, actually came from watching the cartoons. So. But it's just yeah, fantastic, really. Yeah, no, that's good. So it's, it's well, great that it's been readapted for a a new younger audience. No, that's I was good. sort of saying this to somebody the other day today, actually, that it's almost like a much better version of Riverdale and the Sabrina okay. TV show, like a much much better, <laughs> well written, right. like well thought out 
um, show. And uh, it's a good look, really, yeah. Well, that's, yeah. that's good. So I, I definitely say it's worth the watch, for oh. sure. I'll definitely check it out. And yes, we're definitely shaped by the shows uh, that we watched when we were young. And I, I, I do remember watching a lot of uh, uh, Monty Python and the young ones on MTV. And I know, you know. Oh, yeah. Those, 40 years old this year. Yeah. Young yeah. ones. And that humor, unfortunately, probably doesn't exist today. But, you know, hopefully if that's ingrained in us, we can try to bring back the the tongue in cheek without uh, offending anyone, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like that sort of. Um Oh yeah, I could talk about the young ones a lot. I mean, that was a great show. Yeah, yeah. and um, they did a, they did another show, and um, Rick Mel and Ada Edmondson called Unbottom, which oh, was yeah. about these like two idiots, two complete idiots who live in um, uh, who share a, a flat together, and um, it, it's it's just so funny, very very funny. It's probably like you know, it's probably like a bit outdated now. But there's an episode, which is a Christmas episode, which is one of the, I think, maybe like the most like, famous episode of that whole um, show. Um, and uh, when they decide to go, um, yeah, I won't say, but it, no, it's very right. good. Very, very good. Like there's, yeah, it's, that's and also right. there's another one as well. Where they do, there's a Halloween one as well. Where they go trick or treating and then um, Rick Mail's got a cow prodder and it's, <laughs> I won't say it's, it's very good. It's very, very right. Look, the, the, but, um, I yeah, that. I mean, like that and the Simpsons. I mean, for me, was like absolutely massive as well. And then yeah. there's the Far Show and Smack the Pony, which were two like huge like <laughs> sketch shows that, that I grew up watching and just absolutely loved. And yeah. uh, the Ali G Show as well. Oh God! Was, um, it's such a huge yeah, a lot, a lot show of, for me. A lot of that, like I say, probably wouldn't fly today. But um, I'll, no, I'll end it with this, and you'll appreciate this. Um, um, uh, I've started watching Columbo again, so I've got all those um, to watch. <laughs> and uh, um, my partner pointed out, she goes, "You know, it's funny how they made these back then. Why? Why do they?" Why do they blow the plot and and show you who did it? I said, "Well, that is the most fun and unique thing about Columbo is that." You get to, you're in on the secret. You know who did it. You saw it. And now you get to watch him find out how. And I think that is one of the most intriguing and better ways to have a, a whodunit show. You know what I mean? You have to watch how smart he is to play his little, oh, I'm, I'm not really that smart, but behind the scenes, he's brilliant. So that's what I always loved about the show. You get to see who did it at the start. You have to watch him figure it out. I, that's perfect. Perfect premise. Don't you think? Yeah, definitely. You as the audience, you've already got the knowledge that he doesn't. Yeah. You know, so you, you're you're the one trying to, like, the fun is <coughs> setting, is watching him figure out all the clues and coming to the That's solution it. at the end. Yeah, it's, it's it. a very, you know, and, and, and as you say, completely unique. Um, I haven't really seen that been done many other times afterwards. Oh, and I not to that effect anyway. No, no, and I love watching the technology from the seventies and stuff. Where, where today you, it's funny. You'd think it's easier to get away with stuff today, but I don't know. Um, maybe, maybe it is easier. But yeah, back then, you know, everything was very analog and using phone taps. And maybe there's some guy who has to pretend he's in the office, so he has a transistor radio while he's on a payphone, and that's how he did the murder. And and people, are, probably young kids, would be like, "What is he even doing?" <laughs> I'm like, well, he's using the technology at the time to try to get away with murder, and there wasn't a lot of it, <laughs> you know. Uh, all right, 
right. Well, thank you for joining me. I um, always thank love you. having a good chat. And uh, I hope the FBI get, get around to sending you a Christmas card this year. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, 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 hopefully it takes some interest to in me eventually. You know? <laughs> definitely, definitely. All right. Well, thanks for joining me, and I hope you have uh, a great day, and I'll, I'll chat to you soon. All right? All right. No All problem. Right. Have a good night. Catch you later. Cheers. All right. Bye. All right, that was Adam having a good chat there, talking about a bit of everything. And uh, we will be back with more 90s Drive on Radio Motion. You're listening to Summit Radio 99.3 FM. Here's a word from our sponsors.